Obtessa is manufacturing's best kept secret. And Ashuk joined me last week to tell us all about what they do and how they are helping manufacturers everywhere to optimize their scheduling and their planning. If you missed it, we've got you covered. Just look for episode 129 wherever you subscribe to the Let's Talk Supply Chain podcast or under podcasts at letstalksupplychain.com. Let's Talk Supply Chain is not your average supply chain podcast. We feature not just the top of the industry, but also diverse voices from within the community, new innovations and the disruptors making waves in the industry. Don't listen to the same old, same old. Be sparked by new ideas and fresh perspectives only on Let's Talk Supply Chain. Ayana is responding to the needs of the intermodal freight industry, and they are delivering. They have created a brand new program called The Business of Intermodal Continues. It's entirely online and will include educational webinars, virtual panel discussions, market updates, and industry leader interviews throughout the remainder of 2020. For more details, visit intermodal.org. Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. If you missed last month's Trade Squad Friday social, you're not going to want to miss this month's. Coming up this Friday, that's right, that's August 21st at 1 p.m. Eastern, we are getting together for our TGIF social hour. Um, You can register over on Crowdcast. Just look up the Trade Squad. We're going to be talking about the next generation and what that means to education, what that means to corporations looking for talent, and so, so much more. So we hope that you can join us for that. You remember back in June when we highlighted this startup at the top of every episode, and today they are here to share their story and tell us what they are doing to drive in-transit visibility and insight into supply chains globally. But first, I've got a review over on Apple podcast. Remember, if you want to rate and review the show, I will feature you on an upcoming episode. This one comes from Philip Stoughton all the way over in Australia. The title is Great Supply Chain Content, Five Stars. Sarah has a great conversational interview style and get the best from exceptional guests this show attracts. Thank you so much, Philip, for all of your support. We definitely appreciate that review. Now let's get to the question of the week. So the question of the week is, what upcoming virtual supply chain conferences are you attending? And we had a lot of great responses over on my personal page, especially on the LinkedIn, our um, Let's Talk Supply Chain LinkedIn page as well. John Baglino over at Uptessa says, finalizing arrangements for Uptessa to be part of the CSCMP Edge Conference in September. Cindy Chow, it's not a full conference, but a quick hit webinar and Q&A with Ferrero's VP Supply Chain on Bridging the Planning Execution Gap. Nicole, hybrid event in now Vate, partly on site, partly virtual. That's really interesting. Uh, Abigail C. says the Richmond Logistics and Supply Chain Forum, which is happening November 6th, 2020. Well, I can tell you about some of the ones that I'm going to be attending. So at the end of August, I'm going to be attending a freight forwarders conference um, put on by Guillermo over in Brazil. Excited for that. I'm also going to be moderating a panel over at the Pacific Trade Conference over with Carolina. And I'm going to be talking to Hugo from the Owl Solutions and Demo from Panama and the IPL Group. 
Um, and then I've got a bunch more. I'm going to be at the Container Exchange event talking about supply chain media and innovation, supply chain startups and tech. Um, I'm also going to be at the B2G event happening at the end of September. I'm also going to be part of the CSCMP Edge event, um, moderating a really, really great panel and so, so much more. I know I'm missing one. Um, oh, the Supply Chain Tech Conference. That one is going to be amazing. Part of the proceeds are going to the United Nations and what they're doing to help with socioeconomic issues. So if you want to check those out, we always have a post every single Sunday about um, where we're going to be and what events we are going to be a part of. So thank you to everyone who weighed in today. Remember, we are coming at you with a question every single Wednesday morning on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And if you have a question you would like to ask us, please email us at listener at let's talk supply chain.com. So today, Krenar, founder and CEO of Tive, is here and I can't wait to dive in deeper to their solution that is changing visibility in transportation everywhere. I have said this before and I'll say it again. There are a lot of companies claiming visibility but don't always deliver and I can't wait for Krenar to show us how they are doing it. But let's get to know a little bit more about him before we dive in. So Krenar Komoni has developed breakthrough ideas in data analytics, logistics, electronics, design for nearly 20 years. As an innovator and market leader, he has successfully developed and led cross-functional teams while enhancing business performance in sales, finance, supply chain logistics, distribution, and manufacturing. Most recently, Krenar founded the Global Supply Chain Visibility company, Tive Inc., and serves in the role of CEO. Tive, we're going to learn a little bit more about, but previously in his career, Krenar worked at Bitwave Semiconductor, developing the world's first software-defined radio. ETA Devices an MIT-based startup developing highly efficient cellular-based stations and has provided consulting services for various Fortune 500 companies on chip and system-level wireless design. So welcome to the show, Krenar. Thank you, Sarah. I'm excited to be here. I love having startups on the show. I mean, their stories prove that anything is possible and hard work can conquer all. So let's jump into the brand story. Tell us how Tive got started and what is the story behind that name? <laughs> okay. Um, so I'll try. I don't want to take a lot of time to tell the whole story, but I'll, I'll try and keep it pretty short here. Um, it's pretty straightforward. My background's in technology. I uh, was quite a bit involved on wireless technology, designing chips for smartphones, designing base stations. I worked for an MIT startup doing that. And the way I stumbled into this world of supply chain and logistics was through my wife's father. So my wife's dad uh, is in trucking business in Worcester, Massachusetts. Uh, he's got a company and every time I would go to his house, he would be on the phone trying to figure out where his drivers are. And I said, you know what, I got pretty tired of that. And I said, you know, I can help you. Uh, let me build a GPS tracker. So decided to go and build a GPS tracker, put it in his own trucks and realized that some of the shippers were putting these passive temperature monitoring sensors on the, on the actual product. And that's where the whole idea came about to track products instead of the actual truck, instead of the actual asset moving the goods. Um, I can go on on that story and how we got here, but just that, that's how the whole idea started. And with the name, when, I was, when we were building the product, 
and came up with the with the essentially the tracker that goes on goods. I was thinking, I gotta come up with a name. I gotta come up with a name. It's a little it's bit of a lame story. <laughs> it's a lame story. I have the new version and the old version, but the original version is uh, I was driving, and it's true. And I'm like, what is this tracker? Do I need a four-letter name? I don't want it like six letters, seven letters. It needs to be short. I'm like, well, trackers, it's active, it's intuitive, it's sensitive, it's quantitative. I'm like, hey, the suffix, the four letters at the end. But then I was like, nobody's going to call it Tiv. It's going to be like, you're going to write it like five, hive, tive. So it's going to be tive. And that was it. That was how we came out. I came up with the name. That is amazing. Uh, but, and that's, but that's really how names of startups really come together, especially, you know, successful startups. I already know you're going to be successful um, in a huge <laughs> way because just of that story, right? The four letters, yeah. which is so true. And the fact that it was the four Do letters you at the end of every single word that you were thinking about that described your product. <laughs> and do you want to hear the new version? And one of our employees I came do. with it. <laughs> yeah. Track tracking live tive. <laughs> ah, that's a good one too. That's yeah, a good, that's a good one. one. <laughs> so you told us a little bit of the story behind the brand. You've told us the the story behind the name, which I love, by the way. So what exactly do you do? I mean, you're talking about trackers. You're talking about them being on products versus trucks. So give us the 411 on this. Okay. I mean, just in, in, in our pitch and our statement, this is our the way we describe the company. We empower shippers. So the manufacturer, people who actually own the products, and the third-party logistics service providers who are actually moving those products with enhanced visibility data for all their in-transit shipments across the globe. It doesn't matter if it's domestic, if it's uh, cross-border or or just ocean shipment. It doesn't matter. We provide them with, uh, with exactly what's happening with their shipments throughout the globe. And we're doing this with amazing software that we've built, which is quite intuitive, easy to use. And these really cool and cost-effective single-use trackers that go on goods. The customer just turns it on, puts it on the goods, closes the trailer, closes the container. And we're telling them anywhere in the world where it is, exactly where it is. We have really high accuracy on location. Uh, Even we can tell them inside of a warehouse where a shipment is. We're telling them how hot, how cold, how moist. Did somebody open the trailer using a light sensor that we have? Did somebody drop a package using shock sensor that we have? We're telling them more than just the location. We're giving them the full experience of what's happening with their products. And that this, this data is giving them amazing insights that they've never been able to see before. So that's essentially what we do. And we're, again, both shippers and 3PLs get tremendous value from Tide. So they're one use, right? So um, are they reusable or are they disposable? So we have multiple versions. We have multi-use and single-use. So if you look at the single-use, you can actually reuse it. It's rechargeable. Uh, But what we've noticed is most customers, it's difficult to get them back and charge them. So what we do is some customers dispose of them, but some customers Mm -hmm. actually return them to us and we recycle And we have a five-to-one rebate program. Every five trackers we give back, we give you a credit for one. uh, And we highly encourage that. We call it the Tive Green program. But what's what's new, which I I forgot to uh, actually, we're going to do a press release here this week, is that we are the first in the industry 
to have released just in, in last month the, the industry's first single-use tracker that does not contain lithium batteries. So wow. we're taking that green program even further because we're doing it with batteries that are, uh, specifically they're nickel metal hydrate. They're more environmentally friendly, sorry. They're safer uh, for the environment, safer to use. They don't uh, uh, cause potential catastrophic failures like lithium batteries could. And that's the next step that we're taking on the green program. Amazing. I love that. And I always want to ask you, you know, about sustainability programs, because I know it's top of mind, especially for startups like yours, um, to really help, you know, not only better the environment, but obviously better the industry as well. And I I love to hear that. So when I'm picturing um, your trackers, am I putting it on a box like a carton or am I putting it on a pallet specifically just to get an idea of how your customers are using it? Yeah, so let's visualize it. I mean, let's go with 95% of our customers. With 95% of them, what we're tracking actually most of the time is the full container load or the full trailer load. And it's pretty straightforward. What they do is they load up the trailer and depends on the customer. But some customers put it on the first pallet going in. Uh, Depends if it's a multi-drop shipment and they want to track the whole thing. Or if it's a, a full container, full trailer going from one location to the next, they just attach it to the last pallet. But it's on a pallet level. They're just taking out the um, adhesive side, attaching it on the pallet, closing the trailer, closing the container, and that's it. And there are well, some customers I- that put it on boxes, but mostly 95% is on that pallet level. Well, and I can only imagine the, you know, how amazing Tive would be on an air freight scenario, right? Because there's a lot of times, especially when I was in a logistics handling, you know, air freight and, and different things like that, that product would go missing, right? Like the, the warehouses are so big and product would go missing and they'd be searching for days and days and days. But if they had your product on that box or the multiple boxes, they could find that within seconds. Absolutely. I mean, we have even examples. Think of if you're doing an air shipment and you're 3PL, you might have one uh, master bill, right? Master airway bill, master airway bill. And on that, you have multiple ULDs that are going with that shipment. So what you can do is we also have these things called TIE beacons, which talk to our single-use tracker. You can put one um, single-use tracker together with these multiple beacons on each ULD. And what happens usually is exactly what you just mentioned. Is sometimes some, some uh, uh, airlines, just because they cannot fit all the ULDs, maybe they fit three out of five or two out of five. Right. And what happens with the other ones? You don't know. Uh, And this way you can track all of them and know exactly what's happening with your shipment. I love it. That would have helped me so much when I was in operations for air freight and freight went missing because that was one of the nightmares that I had, you know, on a week to week basis because, you know, life just happens, things happen and, and products did go missing, especially back then. So a lot of companies talk about how they're bringing visibility to the supply chain industry. It's something that I hear a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I hear from everyone is they still don't have the visibility they want, particularly in their supply chains. So how do you address those concerns or objections? Yeah, that's a good, uh, that's a good question. So visibility has really become uh, a must-have now. Almost every single company, corporation, it's, 
it, you get the you have the product that's a differentiator for you but then how do you get that product to your end customer how do you get that product to the consumer on time in good condition is your next competitive differentiator and both logistics and product are you have to have both pieces to compete now in the market marketplace and on the logistics side the visibility has become a must have um, and one way to get visibility is just by getting data from assets that are moving the goods getting data from the truck getting data from the vessel getting data right. from the from the airplane and there's a lot of data sources out there whether it's telematics eld you connect to those with apis but if you think of the fragmentation in the market space it's huge right it's close to a <laughs> a million different carrier companies uh, yeah. serving the United States markets, like a ton of them also in the United States. Most of them have six trucks or less. Everybody's got a different telematic system. Even the largest beverage companies, even the largest CPG companies, they're seeing somewhere between 30 to 65, 70% of their freight, but wow. they don't know where the rest is. And yeah. that's where we come into play um, with with to, in order to provide customers with that 100% visibility, what we do is pretty straightforward. We drop ship these trackers to their warehouses or distribution centers. They turn them on, scan them, put them in the trailer, close the door, and they get real-time visibility independent of the truck driver, independent of the uh, carrier, independent of mode of transportation, independent of all of that. And that's actually been quite beneficial. But right now, we see a lot of pull from customers that have temperature sensitive shipments, time critical mm -hmm. shipments and high value shipments. Well, I can tell you, I'm probably going about going back about eight to 10 years and I'm going, going back to when I was in operations again. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember one of my customers saying to me, if only I could see where my shipment was exactly on the water, that would be exactly what I want from you guys. <laughs> and I, I, you know, hung up the phone. I looked at my manager and I was like, this is crazy. Like, I don't even know if that's like, that's obviously not possible now. I don't even know when that's going to be possible in the future, but how can people actually think that we can, we can do that for them? And it's probably about 10 to 12 years ago. And yeah. It's just nice to know that that's actually come to fruition now because, and it just takes me back to that conversation because, you know, I just, I thought she was crazy. <laughs> yeah. And in the water side, just to be clear, right, where it's difficult to send data using cellular trackers because there's no cellular towers, but we know what vessel you're in and then we can track the vessel in real time pulling data of AIS and satellite data that we feed. But when we get to the port, that's when the cellular tracker connects and we get real-time data on where where your shipment is and we know whether it made it to the port it's at the port did it leave the port usually where all the issues happen are at ports and at points yeah. of interchange yeah i mean listen if the if the carton is in a consolidated container in the middle of a, a vessel i mean we don't really need to get into those details but just being able to track it on the actual vessel and know where it is point to point is yes. you know essential 
right? Yep. I mean, it's essential for a lot of supply chain professionals doing their job. So on your website, you talk about visibility, not just being a hardware problem, but also a software and a service problem. I know we just talked about visibility. So how do we solve this? Because I think, you know, not only are we having conversations around visibility and what does that look like and how do I get that into my supply chain, you're talking about it from a hardware versus a software and services perspective, which is also so that support that you need to make the visibility happen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you think of there's a lot of companies or folks that have tried to crack this uh, space that we're in today <laughs> around a, what is this? Is just a tracker? What's so special about it? There is a lot of special things on our hardware that we've done. They're quite unique in the market space, and that's why we win a lot of customers. But it's not all about the hardware. Yes, the hardware provides amazing quality of data that gets us what we need. It's the, it's the means to an end. But if you don't have the software that's intuitive, easy to use, understands the data that's coming from the hardware, it's built to be able to support the trackers that are tens of thousands of trackers a year for a particular customer in many different locations. And then the services and operations that go around that to be able to support that customer, to provide that visibility um it's it, it, it's definitely more than the hardware as you can see and that's something that we've learned over time um and that's where we started for instance with multi-use trackers and said hey customer here's a tracker you can reuse it over and over again and what we realized is customers were just having a difficult time getting these trackers back dealing with the reverse logistics recharging them and that's where we came up with the concept of well let's build trackers that are very cost effective they don't have to return them. They're single use. And we provide a recycling program incentive to, to go as green and sustainable as possible. And that's been a game changer for us. Um, and we continue to grow with that. And we're going to just keep improving that part. But um, the service component to be able to be there for your customer when they need you um, to be able to provide that visibility when they need you is, is, is definitely more than the hardware piece. Absolutely. And I can, I can see why, right? Because the hardware is um, just one component. It's got to be the support behind that that's going to give you the information and everything that you are looking for. Um, so that makes a lot of sense. And you talk about the trackers, yeah. right? And from the research that I did, you know, Tive has multiple different trackers as a part of your solution. So what are the top three? And can you explain to us the difference between them and what they're used for. I know I know we were talking about, you know, to put them on pallets and to track in truckload or full container load, that kind of thing. But um, it sounds like there's more than just one type. Correct. So if you just look at our website and look at the products and comparisons page, you can see four, four products right now. Uh, there's a fifth one that's the non-lithium one that I just talked about. But let's talk right. about the number one which is the Solo 5G. So that's a single-use tracker that works on 4G LTE networks today globally. It works on 2G networks globally, and it will work on 5G networks when they're up and running. So it just it's a future-proof product, and it's single-use. And it gives you an amazing accuracy on location using GPS, Wi-Fi positioning, and cellular triangulation, which is a, a quite a bit of a uniqueness in the market space today uh, compared to other trackers that just do cellular triangulation. 
and it measures temperature, humidity, shock, light, with an amazing battery life up to three months. So it can do air, it can do ocean, and it can do land all in one tracker. So that's our number one <laughs> um, uh, tracker. The second one is the flagship tracker. So this is the oldest tracker that we've had uh, in the company. It's a multi-use tracker. It's built for that purpose. It's got a charging station. It's got a nice um, place where you can hook these trackers into uh, with a magnet and zip ties and screws, many different things. But what's unique about this tracker, on top of its um, location accuracy and temperature humidity, it's got two things that are different. One, it's got an amazing battery life. It can go up to 15 months on a single charge, and it's the size of an iPhone 8. It's really thin. Wow. <laughs> um, it, that's if you ping every six hours. And then it's got an, a, a shock sensor that can go up to 100, actually 200 Gs of measurement. But we rate it, we should mark it as 150 Gs. Now, when I say that, what I mean is l all the trackers in the market go up to 16 or maybe 20 Gs uh, if you look at the shock sensors out there in the market, but real-time shock sensor with real-time data on where the shipment is that can go up to 150 Gs, that's the only tracker in the market. And what's unique about that is that now you can tell the difference between a pothole <laughs> when a truck drives or a pothole or actually product getting damaged. So customers right. that really care about their electronics or really fragile equipment and really want accurate shock measurements, that's what they use. And then just quick, you said the top three. The third one is the tie of beacons. And those are the, uh, do we call them temperature beacons? They can go in multiple packages, the new LDs and multiple uh, pallets inside of a container, inside of a trailer. And what they do is they measure temperature, but also um, you can tell how close they are to a solo 5G or to the flagship tracker. So if something goes missing, you can get alerted. Or if you want to know temperature variations inside of a trailer or container or no temperature inside of each box, especially in the pharma use case, that helps quite a bit. So those are the top three selling products right now. And that would that would be interesting, right? Because if you were moving a shipment, let, let's say, that went into different countries, right? Like the transit was through different uh, ports of entry, and one did by mistake get moved away from the others and potentially go on a journey that uh, does not make it with the rest of them, you would be alerted right away and, and can really avoid a lot of time and, you know, costly mistakes for everybody, which is, which is amazing. And you mentioned 5G. When do you think that's going to be up and running? Any idea? <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of news out there, right? And obviously there's a lot of uh, competition going on with the base station manufacturers from Nokia, Ericsson, Huawei, trying to get them as much of land grab in that market space. So it's become a little bit of a politicized, uh, like the, the politics have gotten involved yeah. instead of technology yeah. winning, it's not politics getting in front of it. So I don't know because of that, I really don't know when it's going to be available, but we've seen in cities, Boston, there's some, I believe in, um, I forgot where it was, maybe Seattle, I know London and some other uh, cities in Europe have started to really light up 5G. Um, it, I would, pro I mean, if I had to guess, the first thing that's going to happen in 5G is a lot of internet, cable, TV, the, and like the way you get your cable today through a wire, through a cable essentially, that's why it's called cable, it's going to be through 5G. 
uh, where mm-hmm. they don't have to run a wire. They're just going to beam in at really high frequencies and you're going to get a ton of data into your house and they don't have to put all that infrastructure. So that's going to be the first application that takes over. And then when we get to the cellular side and our smartphones and using the 5G, I would say probably in the next two to four years. Amazing. Amazing. I don't, I think uh, there's a lot of us out there that are, that are excited about that and uh, looking forward to it. So I always love it when we come to this question in the conversations that I have with my guests, because then like now we get to paint a picture of what it's like to really work with you. So give us a couple of real life examples using the trackers we just spoke about. You know, what was the challenge your customer was facing when they came to you? What was the solution you brought to the table? And what was the benefit they saw from it? Yeah, definitely. Um, I can give you a couple of examples. Pretty, pretty. One is, uh, for instance, uh, we, we work with the world's largest meat distributor uh, in the world. And one of the challenges they were facing is they load up a trailer full of beef. <laughs> I mean, that costs a lot of money. And when it, they load it up, they close the container, they set up the reefer at the right setting. And then when it arrives at the destination, the receiver rejects the load. And it was rejecting, they were getting quite a bit of a high percentage on the loads that were being rejected, and they were not sure why. And the customer, the receiver were saying just that the meat is hot, it's not the right temperature, uh, it didn't get transported the way it should have been. So they started using our Solo 5G trackers, and they were putting them on every single shipment and knowing exactly what the temperature of the load is. And they were able to do is use the data that we provided and the reports, analytics that we provided to them to be able to reduce the amount of rejections. And they reduced them by above, like they let's say they were getting X amount, they reduced that X amount by 90%. Um, so they were getting 90% less rejections from their uh, loads that they were sending because of our tracker. So we saved them quite a bit of money uh, in this case. And now this meat distributor actually is rolling out across completely on that country and is introducing us to all the other countries globally so we can roll the solution out for them. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And this is just the beat distribution side. And similar example is with also with companies that ship berries, where they had a percentage of uh, loads being rejected because of our data. Now they don't. But another good example is on the security side, just briefly. We had a customer who was shipping really high value uh, TVs, and we were able to show them that the exact location at a quote-unquote shady warehouse where these TVs were being unloaded uh, and this customer was able to uh, call the police officers and be able to actually catch the folks unloading the trailer. They had unloaded a few TVs, I believe, but then they were able to save the rest of the shipment. Um, So things like this excite me every single day. Uh, Things like this excite me to wake up every morning and bring as many trackers to the market and bring this type of real life value to customers because we're saving them money we're saving them time we're saving them energy we're just and and most importantly reducing the amount of headaches that they have every day uh on what's happening with my shipment which is one of the biggest questions you always have when you ship something Absolutely. And I can only imagine, you know, how excited you get with all of this. I mean, especially as an entrepreneur and a startup company and, you know, really being able to make a difference in somebody's life uh, professionally, which is amazing. So who is that ideal client? Who do you want to pick up the phone and call you? 
<laughs> I love it when everybody calls. It uh, doesn't matter who they are. Uh, we always pick up the phone and, uh, phone and talk to them. It's the, ideally, what we, we target is medium to uh, like large enterprises, medium business to large enterprises. And then on the verticals, we really uh, target food and perishables. Uh, that's a that's a vertical that we are are just our our solution fits really well. Uh, industrial equipment, electronics, pharmaceuticals, uh, and automotive space. These are the other verticals that we play a pretty big role in uh, when it comes to shipment. So if you have to boil it down, uh, I think I briefly mentioned last time, it's more customers that have temperature sensitive shipments, that have time critical shipments, whether it's auto parts going to a manufacturing site or high value shipments like the TVs that I mentioned and other high value electronics. Amazing, amazing. And so, you know, in talking about startups, you have been very successful in raising funding from well-known investors with strong beliefs in what you and the team are doing at Tive. So why don't you give us a glimpse into what that journey has looked like? You know, what challenges did you face and any advice for the supply chain startup community? Because I don't know if you've noticed, Mm -hmm. but obviously with the quarantine and what we've gone through with COVID, you know, there's a lot of people looking to do a lot of them amazing things in this community. And so I think just some advice from somebody like you who has been so successful would really be meaningful and make a difference. Yeah, I mean, the biggest advice <laughs> that I would say, I mean, that startups have challenges. Every single startup has, has ups and downs. I mean, if somebody says it's always up, 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 I, I don't believe it. But the key is to be able to um, really believe in that uh, initial thought that you had, that initial hypothesis, that initial concept of what's your goal, what you're trying to do here when you're starting this company as an entrepreneur. Our goal is really to bring visibility to every single shipment out there in the world. I want every single shipment to look blue, right? (laughs) With our blue trackers. Eventually we're getting there, right? Every day, every week we make strides to get there. Uh, But there's obviously a lot of challenges. But one thing you want to do is if Admit that sometimes you, as an entrepreneur, could be wrong. And I mm. think that admission that sometimes the product that you started with is not the right product, sometimes the concept that you started with and the approach that you had, the go-to-market that you had, the customers you were going after, all of those things could be wrong in the, in the beginning. And they're not 100% pivots, but I call them like minor, minor pivots that you have to do every few, I mean, not every week, not every month, but you have to do these minor pivots to really figure out where your niche is and where you really should focus on. And if you are flexible, if you um, uh, can kind of understand those uh, areas where you could be potentially wrong and accept the reality as is, that's the biggest part. You want to accept the reality as is and adapt to it, then you're going to be successful. And for instance, concrete example on that is I always thought these multi-use trackers that last a long time are going to be it. But over time, realized customers don't want that headache either. I'm adding right. more headache to them. I'm telling them visibility, but I'm adding another headache on dealing with the trackers, operations, and all that. So that's why they're like, why don't we just make single-use trackers so they don't have that headache? You just want to be flexible and try different things. Um, yeah, I think that's great advice. And listen to the market, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, um, I think that's great. So kudos to you and congratulations on all your success so far. So let's get a glimpse into the future. What's next for Tive? Uh, growth, <laughs> growth, 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 growth. I mean, we've, uh, 
We've been growing an amazing rate quarter over quarter. I mean, the last 18 months have been unbelievable. Uh, the amount of demand, the amount of uh, input that we have is is just is unreal from the demand that we have from customers. Now, all we need to do is make sure we needed this demand and actually deliver beyond the expectations that our customers have. So that's where the big thing in our my focus is, to be able to bring as much resources as possible to be able to meet that demand. And the second is continue to innovate. We just, as I mentioned, released the non-lithium tracker. We have a commitment to make all the trackers without lithium um, and then continue to put as much uh, resources and dollars on software development, data analytics, so we can actually bring the insights that our customers are just begging for every single day. So that's, uh, that's something that we're working on. And that's what's next for TIEF. Our, our goal is to, uh, as I mentioned, to be, to be the number one player in this space and to play really well with all of the players, whether it's transportation management systems, other visibility providers, and provide at the end what the customer needs. Because customer knows what sometimes, most of the time, what they really need. And we want to make sure that we support them and we are here for our customers. Absolutely. And I cannot wait to see what happens for you. And I know that this, that you and I are, are most likely going to be collaborating in the future. So end-to-end visibility comes down to understanding how the modern supply chain works and really understanding what visibility means to each one of your customers. With Tive, never again will you wonder where your shipments are or how they are doing. For more information about Cronar, Tive, or this episode, please visit letstalksupplychain.com forward slash episode 131 or tive.io. That's T-I-V-E dot I-O. Thank you to Krenar and the team over at Tive for joining us today and sharing your insights on supply chain visibility and how Tive got started. Awesome. Thank you. This episode was produced in collaboration with Border Buddy, the most innovative online customs platform out there. And here is what Graham, the founder of Border Buddy, has to say. More and more companies are looking to expand their reach into global markets, but most don't know where to start or don't have the time to figure it out. Border Buddy sees the struggle and has found a way for you to integrate customs into your e-commerce site, allowing you peace of mind when selling to customers in other countries. Your customers will know exactly how much the costs are to import their order from you to their door in real time. And just imagine what that will do for your business and your sales. Visit us and sign up for 10% off your first clearance at borderbuddy.com slash let's talk supply chain. Are you looking for a solution? Under podcasts at letstalksupplychain.com, we have a category filter so that you can find the right partners no matter what the need is. Check it out and check out the amazing supply chain companies that are ready to work with you. Have you checked out our latest mini series? It is about quality and you won't believe what the team at SQA has seen. From SpaceX to saving lives and how supply chain is crucial. The latest one is episode 130 or you can find it under mini-series at letstalksupplychain.com. Next week, Omne joins the show to talk about how they are drilling down your tier suppliers and bringing everyone together in harmony. You won't want to miss that episode, so stay tuned. That one's coming up next week. If you'd like to support the show, there's a few ways to do that. Follow us. Follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe to our newsletter at letstalksupplychain.com. Subscribe to the YouTube channel called the SC Supply Chain Team. TV, 
or subscribe to Let's Talk Supply Chain wherever you listen to podcasts. Next, go to ships.com. That's S-H-I-P-Z.com. We have launched. We are looking for mid-market shippers. We are looking for freight forwarders. We want you to sign up to make your life so much easier and work so much better together. So go there, sign up, and you will not regret that. Next, go to shop at letstalksupplychain.com. Tons of merch, some inspirational merch. We've got merch for supply chain professionals, logistics professionals, procurement professionals, you name it. We've got some fun stuff over there. So go and check it out. We've also got the Supply Chain Dictionary, which is 107 pages full of acronyms and definitions you will need to succeed in your supply chain career. Lastly, go and rate and review the show on Apple Apple Podcasts, and we will feature you on an upcoming episode. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, ship happens.